Welcome to the Beis Havad's Business Halacha Daily. Today I am joined by Rav Yitzchak Grossman, Dayan at the Beis Havad, and Rish Chabura at the Greater Washington Community Kill. Ruven's looking, Ruven's looking to invest. He's looking for something to invest in. Shimon has a company that is looking for investors. He heard that Ruven's looking for somewhere to invest. So he comes over to me and says, Ruven, I hear you're looking for somewhere to park your money. Great idea. I have a company, and not only that, my company right now, there's an opportunity for an infusion of cash to take you in as a partner. He hands him an auditor's report on the company. He says, review this. I'm sure you'll find this to your liking, and we'll, you know, we'll be able to become partners, and we'll take over the world. Ruven looks over the report. It is actually to his liking. And uh, he invests in the company. Turns out, after he invested the money, he finds out, um, sadly, this auditor's report was, as they say, chaspabalma, wasn't worth the paper it was written on. And it was just a bunch of bunk. He wants now to go after the auditor for liability for the money he invested in this company based on the report. Does he have a claim? So we've mentioned previously that there is the notion in halacha of white-collar malpractice. If someone makes an appraisal or makes a statement which causes his client harm, if the client relies on him and causes the client harm, then he can be liable for that. Moreover, there's another doctrine in halacha of similar to the modern law notion of reliance damages, that, that if someone relies on someone like a dinarev, like a guarantor, then in certain cases, if someone makes a commitment and someone says something and induces someone to rely on him, then he can be liable for losses that occur to that person. The, the question is, though, the problem is that in all the examples of these cases in the poskim, in halacha, these are all cases where there's a direct relationship between the person who made the statement, made the assessment, and between the person who suffered the loss. Whether he was an actual client of his, whether he simply made, the, at least where he made the statement to him directly. In our case, the auditor issues the audit, puts it out there, gives it to the company that, uh, that hired him, whatever he does with it, he has no direct relationship with, uh, with an outside investor. The law also, typically, there are different standards ranging from the, the narrow ultramar standard to the foreseeability standard, but in general, the, the, under the doctrine of privity of contract, the law will generally not hold an auditor responsible to arbitrary investors who may have made decisions and had losses based on him. I don't have proof one way or another, but in halacha also, all the examples in the post can we find are cases where there was some relationship, some direct contact between them, to argue that an auditor should be liable to members of the public, even if he could foreseeably see that they might rely on him, is, uh, is a stretch. Now, if the, if, the, if the report would be used by shareholder of the company, let's say, to decide whether to hold on, whether to hold on to the shares or not, then maybe, then maybe the, auditor does, the auditor might have a fiduciary responsibility to them, but, uh, but to members of the public, it would seem to be a, a great chiddush to argue that he has some liability to uh, arbitrary members of the public. So I want to unpack a little bit this case that the Dayan referred to. The shareholders of a company, would it make enough gamina at all to them if the auditor that we're talking about over here is an internal auditor or external? It's an interesting question. So with regard to the, again, the first part of the question to, to outside investors, I don't think it would because neither an internal auditor nor an external auditor has any relationship, any contact, any connection to the outside investors. With regard to existing shareholders, 
then there might be a distinction because the internal auditor works for is uh, answers to the company. The company is, is the shareholders, is the, the shareholders of the shareholders of the company. So perhaps one could argue that even though he hasn't met individual shareholders, but perhaps one could argue that an internal auditor does have uh, responsibilities of malpractice or of arev or of guaranteeing you know, reliance to the shareholders. You could argue the same even by an external auditor. They are hired to do an audit for the company often. And even though there's an arm's length relationship, they, they, they argue they can't be fiduciaries because they have to be independent, but they are hired to prepare the audit and it is being prepared for the company. So again, this is really all speculation, but uh, with, with regard to shareholders and internal auditor, there's a stronger case than with regard to non-shareholders that they would have liability. The same might be true even for, even for an external auditor. If you enjoyed this video and would like to receive more like it, or to sponsor a future video, please visit basehavad.org.